Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos here. I've got with me David Highland from Highland Property Estate Agents. Have I said it right? You've said it right. This guy here is a star. He is the owner of an amazing business in Cronulla in Sydney, New South Wales. Of course, Cronulla, think about beaches. Um, and his business, which has the average price point in this area, is a million dollars, is on track for this calendar year to do between 450 and 500 transactions. He's the owner of the business, 33 years of age. I think to all the viewers out there watching this, this is a great role model study, something that's gonna give you um, uh, optimism, a case study that show you what can be achieved. Okay, so for all our viewers, Tell them about the history of how you have come into real estate. My journey started, um, I finished school in the eastern suburbs in uh, 97. And then I was, I was actually offered, my dad and my grandfather were real estate agents. Uh, my father at the time was in construction, but I was offered my first real estate job um, at his Christmas party. So I took that and that was in the east and that was at a, um, a leading role. So I was in charge of just um, property management and then I moved up. Uh, through the ranks to sort of a portfolio manager and then when I was 21 in the eastern suburbs I was invited into the sales department of an LJ Hooker office. Okay, and you worked in sales for how many years there? Been in sales since, I'm 20, since I was 21. I worked in the eastern suburbs till I was 25 in sales which was a great training ground for me because it's very competitive yeah. and I was in an area where um, I had no networks so you know I had to cut my teeth the hard way and, and knock on doors and do all those sort of fundamental things that a lot of my junior agents are doing at the moment. But then at 25 years of age, I moved south. So I moved into the Cronulla area and for two years I worked with a local boutique firm. Okay, and then you've made up your mind that um, I'm gonna move from being sales into being a business owner. And the irony behind this is that we decided to open a business and with John Schwartzer who is, is still working with us and a month later they announced the GFC. My decision to move into sales, probably the timing um, when we did it wasn't great, it actually ended up working out to our advantage, but at the time I recognised locally that um, our area was ready for a new style of real estate, something that mirrored the top eastern suburbs firms. Vendor paid marketing wasn't really that predominant back then, um, whereas you know when we started um, we had some objections, but we got on a roll early right. because we had a product that no one else was really offering. To me, you are the true attraction business. When I talk about an attraction business, I talk about a business that seems to interrupt you. It's out there, you notice it. And even though that there's lots of agents and hundreds of salespeople, a Highland agent is noticeable. That's got to do with vendor paid marketing. Um, but it's also got to do with just your approach. You talked about doing a different style. What does a different style look like for you? Okay, so seven years ago, there was, there was the McGrath Network who were out there really pushing the envelope in terms of um, the bigger ads in the local paper. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend like we reinvented the wheel because we didn't. But our approach, in my view, was more about our competition and the sort of agents that they were representing. So. You know, Cronulla and the Sullen Shire, in my view, for too long has been oversaturated by, um, respectfully, older style agencies with older style values. They didn't have the fresh thinking, they didn't, weren't really thinking digital. When we jumped into this, I was 26 years of age, and we wanted to 
create an outfit which was more polished. We, we simply outworked our competition, so going into it with a six day a week mentality was important because you know, locally my competitors were playing golf twice a week. And then at a marketing level, I wanted to create a product which would stand out, and we did. And it snowballed. You know, we started with a team of six the day that we opened, and today we've got a team of just over 50. Okay, out of the 50, how many in sales have you got? We've got around 22 sales agents, and we've got probably around eight or 10 assistants with that. And then sales managers, and you've got a management team, and um, a number of different elements. I've got a whole marketing department now, and you know that includes in-house photography and um, videography, and yeah. a number of other elements, which um, I guess are probably the most exciting part of our growth moving forward for me. The first time I came, uh, I came in here, I noticed energy about six months ago. Today, I look back and I see things have changed since then. That's how I know a business is growing. When I look back and say. Had they done anything since the last time I saw him? And I look back and I think, yes, he's got a videographer. Employed their own videographer. Constantly looking at developing and growing. And it appears that yours is a learning type organisation. I notice you're big on training. I notice that you run your training sessions um, in that big training room. You get various trainers come in. You're very big on marketing. I want to ask you, were you a good salesperson when you were selling? Do you sell now? Yeah, I still listen to sell. I divide my time, so now it's more, more a case of me servicing the vendors that I've ever done, ever done business with before, or, or obviously referrals. It's more about the price point, so I wouldn't say that I pick and choose my listings, but I only have so much time in the week to dedicate towards vendors, and, and I only take on the listings that I feel I can give 110% to. So yeah, we're having a good year, and I run with my own team as well, so I've got myself and and basically three others in my business unit and I feel like that's a good balance for me. At a sales level, um, administration and growth, um, I would consider that my job description but then we've got another, including my father, who, who runs sort of the financial side of the business because obviously with, this, um, with an operation of this scale, um, there's a lot more involved now. And, um, and that includes um, property management as well, which is, is now a much bigger animal for us. There's a lot of people. This goes out to 14,000 people, and you know, I'd say that 4,000, 5,000 people are going to watch this video. A lot of them are younger agents. Okay. okay. What advice would you give to these younger agents? If David Hyland was meeting David Hyland at age 21 today, what advice would you give yourself about real estate and what to do to have a flying start to be successful? That's pretty simple. That's a great question because we've got we've got a good culture in here where we're, you know, the development of our juniors is important because I see them as our, being our salespeople later on down the track. For me, it's pretty simple. You, you just you can't cut corners, so there's no there's no shortcuts. Work ethic is everything, and you you either have the hunger or you don't. From my point of view. Um, those agents that think that they're going to be driving the flash cars and wearing the nice suits in the first 12 months are in it for the wrong reasons and I know personally I really didn't see any returns on my hard work until I was about 25 and I started when I was 18 so that's the best advice I can give you, be in it for the long haul um, don't look at real estate as a career in terms of whether you're going to chop and change every five minutes and, and, and the other thing I believe that whilst my apprenticeship was in the eastern suburbs now my core market is local Cronulla, Sutherland Shire, based real estate, I don't have, at this point, 
with those junior agents. You just look in your area and you look at what you can be good at and you don't move. So there's a lot of gold nuggets there that David's going off. Some of the things that come off in my head there as he's talking is that you know, hard work is going to pay off in the future and you've got to be prepared to do it and treat it, treat it more like a marathon. Don't treat it like a sprint. Don't think that the work you're going to do this minute means that you can go next weekend to the car dealer and pick up that Lexus. It doesn't work that way. Do you ever wake up and you're not motivated? You strike me as a positive person, an energised person. You're big on fitness. Uh, when I spoke today um, to your group, you wanted me to talk about fitness. Is, so is fitness a big part of your life? Oh, totally. Look, you know, and that's... I just think there's a pattern. You know, like, I, I train every day before work. You know, and I would think that... And you spoke about it in our session this morning. A lot of agents ride this roller coaster. You know, and I don't want them to bring their negative stuff to work with them. You know, and for me, I'm big on just being consistent. You know, it's not about what I sold yesterday or how big our month was last month. It's about what's happening today. And for me, the only way that I can really achieve that is, is if I'm centered every single day. And, you know, particularly Monday to Friday, you know, it's, um, it's very important that I, I come to work and lead by example. Um, I can only do that if I'm feeling good about myself. I want them to be fit, you know, and I can't make them be fit, yeah. but I just take the view that it's good for culture and, um, you know, it's good for camaraderie. And with a sales team as big as what we've got, you know, competition is good, but you want it to be healthy. And I want them to come to work with a positive attitude about working with each other. Listening to what David is talking about when we stress the importance of, you know, health and fitness and energy levels um, and I've got to tell you, if you walk into this office and have a look at the team, they look fit, they look good, they're young, um, their suits fit them perfectly, um, they're, 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 and I know it sounds like a cliche, but you look at them and you say to yourself, um, when I'm opening the door at a listing presentation, there's no bad touch points, so everything seems to flow. But I want to talk, they're on the younger side. We've got a few grey hairs in the office. Okay. So, We're not as young as we used to be, you know, like for a long time our, the, the average age group in here was sort of 25 to 27. I mean, I, I, at 26 when we opened this business, I look at some of the photos and think, what was anyone thinking listening with me because I look like a kid. Right. Um, but, you know, even now the, the average age group would be around 30 and it's, and it's a good mix. You know, the, it sort of lifts everybody. Because, uh, you know, you want, you know, and you don't, you, you sort of can compare it to a, a football team. You want people in the team that create good culture, you know, and I'm, one of the big things at a recruitment level is understanding what's going on at the back end, you know, with the candidates we're talking to. And we recruit all week, you know. I've got a, an operations manager who is just awesome and she's constantly just giving me candidates to look at, you know, and... When we get to the, you know, when they get to the second or third interview where, where I meet them, um, one of the big things I'm interested in is, you know, are they interested in fitness and, and what's going on at the back end level of their life? So let's talk about that. You see a lot of people, you see people that have come in and you would have seen people, David, that haven't succeeded. They've come into your business. Yes. The environment's right. They work with other people that are doing well, yet they struggle. What is it? that some of these people that 
sort of, you know, are just dabbling and they sort of just seem to disappear out of real estate or move from office to office. What is the factor that these people are missing? It's just hunger. You know, that's, that's the long and the short of it. Like, I don't make any excuses around the fact that, you know, like I'm at work, I'm, I'm very focused and at times intense, but we get things done, you know, and that approach doesn't work for everybody. So, you know, I just say to the team, like this morning, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're going into a busy time of the year. The most important thing for me at a business level is just keeping it fun, you know, and that includes throughout the year, like, I'll organise a, I took the whole team to Eastern Creek in May. You know, I took 50 odd people to Eastern Creek and we raced go-karts for, you know, two or three hours and then we took them out for lunch after it. You know, we need to keep doing things like that because it's not enough to ask them to come to work and just, and just power on for 12 months. You know, it's, and you used the analogy before, it's, um, you didn't say grand final, but you said something like that. This is the biggest time of our year. You know, we've had the fun, okay, and the next three months are, um, are gonna be full on. Those people that don't have the stomach for it, I just take the view that, you know, maybe this isn't a career for you. Okay, again, just some really important stuff that David's going over, and I think he's nailing, nailing, everything he's saying are so many truths in my own life. When I look at it, you can't outsource desire. You can't delegate hunger that you have to someone else. That is something, a business coach, a life coach, someone else won't get you hunger. I have this saying that that there are various parts of the year's your grand slam. Now September to December is grand slam time. This is an important time. This is when you look at your group certificate, the work that is happening during the period from September to December is the period that will have the biggest impact on your revenue. And, and, and July has a, a lower impact on your revenue. So this is the time that you've got to be at state of origin, grand final fitness. And I want to ask, uh, David, if there was some bit of advice that you're giving to someone that's, um, that, that is at the moment, they're hungry, but they're out there and they're, they're still struggling. What are some of the tips and ideas that you, 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 you can suggest to them? Because there's plenty of people, and I've got this saying that you can show someone what to do, you can show someone how to do it, but you can't make someone want to do it. Now, let's assume we've got someone that is hungry, but for whatever reason, they're, they're working in an office in an area where the guidance is not there. What are you know two or three things that you'd say, these are non-negotiables, you should be doing these things as basic things in real estate? I, I, look, it's about, for me, it's about surrounding yourself with a winning culture. You know, you have to be, you have to be surrounded by people that inspire you. You know, that, that, that includes me um, and the people that we work with. I think that for those people that are, are suffering because they're in the wrong environment, move. Right. Identify who the key players are in your area, right. where you're going to be most supported, um, the people that, that share your vision in terms of where you want to be, and pursue a career with them. You know, And that might mean that you have to knock on their door a few times, like some of our agents have. But I don't, and I've worked in, when I was at a junior level, I worked in the wrong environment and it just, and I wasted time there. You know, I worked in an office for a couple of years. It was an absolute waste of time because whilst I learned a few things about, and I grew up a little bit in terms of being a salesperson, um, I didn't actually learn what it took to, to get to the next level. And for me, I, I don't want to be a real estate agent if I'm earning 
forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You know the the one thing I love about this industry, and I do love it, and I love real estate, and I, and, and at the moment I love management, and I love um, the idea of growing a business yeah. and a brand, but. Most importantly to me, it's it's more about surrounding myself with the right people, you know. And and if I didn't have the right team here, we wouldn't be where we are. David, you run um, about a, a roughly a quarter of the real estate book in your area is your ads. Um, you've got a culture from above that rolls through DNA, brain tattoo stuff that um, uh, print and having um, the better inventory on the websites, like, you know, stuff like Premiere and Highlights sure. are the stuff. Yeah. Um, is, is, why do some people in your business do it better than others? It's just a belief, we've, we've spoken about this early today. The, the, the agents in my office who, and there's not many that struggle with vendor paid advertising, is, are, are the ones that, that fear losing the business. In my view, I've never been fearful of, um, I'm confident in my ability. I love the pitch. Um, more importantly, I'm in a price point where the, these vendors can't afford to take risks and not go that extra step in terms of the marketing. So right now, the shift for us is actually it's a balancing act. You know, we've got, and I think everyone else is going through the same challenges with um, with realestate.com. Um, this week in our local paper, there's about 80 pages, and we've got 22 of them. So we're very heavy in terms of our profile print-wise. Our internet, we're trying to lift. In our internet, we try, we're obviously trying to attract those premium listings and, and obviously pass that cost on to the vendors. It's, it's very important at the moment that we have a balance and, and a part of that is obviously our direction in video and, and a few of the other elements as well. Uh, finishing off, I want to ask you, as a person, there are people sitting out there thinking, you know what, I never went to uni, I'm in real estate, I've got a golden opportunity, here's a guy, good looking guy, built a business. Um, he's fit, got a team of 50 people, 450, 500 sales a year. This is excellent. What makes you hungry? Are you born that way? How does, how does someone become that? It's hard to explain. I, I just, for me, and I've been asked this question a heap of times, it's, you've got to love what you do. There's no secret about that. You've got to actually love real estate, and I love real estate. I'll read anything I can get my hands on, but, you know, a lot of people would be happy with a team that we had two years ago. You know, I'm, I don't think that there's any end to my desire to, to challenge myself and I think that that's a big part of, of why we're here today and, and, and the level of success that we've had for the last six years has just been the fact that I've constantly wanted to challenge myself. You know, and, and I can't imagine taking RDOs. Like I've got friends in real estate that take a Tuesday off or a Monday off and I, for the life of me, can't understand how that happens because yeah. I just want to be at work. You know, and it's it's not it's not commercial grade. It's more than that. It's it's about actually building something. You know, and that doesn't mean that everybody out there is suited or has the desire to go and open a real estate office. But you know, even at a selling level, I just constantly wanted to better myself. I wanted to be the number one agent in a certain price point at one time, and I did. You know, um, I can't explain where that hunger comes from, but um, I, I would say that it's more than just being 33 years of age. I think I'll be like this at 43. Okay, there's really. The stuff that I got out of that is there comes a time when you transcend, when it is no longer about the dollars. It is not about the commercial side of it. It's the fact about having um, pride of building something special 
and being the best in that thing that you've built. And I notice that the best people in any category, in any field, are people that want to actually just say that I have been better than anyone else in this special thing that I've built. So if you want to see more about their brands and the way that they operate, uh, you know, just Google uh, Highland Estate Agents Cronulla and you can see there's a bit of video on there. Um, David, thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. Much appreciated. Thanks, thank you.